0: That was the Australian classic Down Under by Men at Work. You're listening to Tune FM here on 106.9. Myself and Kim are back in the studio with uh, Erica. Thank you so much for coming in, Erica. You're welcome. We have uh, Erica Smith, who is a lecturer of Chem 110. So for students who obviously are starting this trimester and may be enrolled in this particular unit, what can they expect? What uh, does Chem 110 teach us here at UNE? Chem
1: 110 basically teaches you most of the general chemistry but it's not an introductory course which is important for students to understand
0: Yes. so we
1: assume um, roughly a couple of years of senior school chemistry or having done Chem 100 which is the foundation unit we have here at UNE Um, but chemistry like a lot of things is one of those subjects you kind of have to learn it over and over and over until you start (laughs) getting the hang of it Gotcha. so it's, it's what you would have learned in high school but again and a bit deeper.
0: Okay. So there's, there's a lot of assumed knowledge in this particular unit. Yes, there is. So that's just a reminder to everybody, um, if you've accidentally <laughs> enrolled in this instead of Chem 100, you might want to switch that up now, <laughs> otherwise you might find yourself a little bit lost. So um, Erica, your research interests are using computer simulated techniques to assist in the generation of hypotheses and models in using compu- uh, and using computational methods for the analysis of experimental and simulated data. Is this potentially something that not necessarily just doing this unit, but doing this unit in uh, conjunction with a few other chemistry units could lead people to understand a little bit more?
1: Oh, without a doubt. Um, But probably at the end of first year, it would still be quite over most students' heads. Of course. Students who might be particularly talented in physics or mathematics um, would be able to get a gist of what I do. Um, but you'd probably have to, you know, be doing more senior levels of chemistry to really understand what I do. I, I barely understand what I do. So okay, that's <laughs> okay. That's a,
0: that's fair enough. Then I can totally understand that. So, um, given that obviously Chem 110 comprises the basic tools of chemistry and equations, intermolecular interactions, uh, states of matter, solution chemistry, and thermodynamics. Mm-hmm. What? How many? Uh, is. Much of, I guess, the this particular unit would would students have learned enough of it in say year twelve, year eleven and twelve chemistry to be able to understand, or is it still something that would require a fairly uh, intrinsic knowledge of chemical principles?
1: They would understand is is a strong word. So your average student can probably do the problems and has a very. Um, Uh, shallow is probably the wrong word it doesn't sound good Um, understanding of the concepts but you have to be doing something like this for years and years and years to have a profound understanding of it again it's different for every student but because chemistry is so abstract um, you kind of have to keep learning it over and over to get a really deep understanding and teaching it to somebody else which is why I strongly encourage collaborative (laughs) learning is one way to really deepen your understanding of, of very strange chemical concepts. Okay. Uh, so what's one thing your students can do to get a better grade? So, practice! <laughs> yeah, I thought, the I had a hunch that was coming. Yeah, practice. So the important thing to understand about chemistry is yes, there are concepts, and you do have to try and get your head around those concepts, but just like sport, you can understand what you need to do on the field of play, but actually doing it is a completely different thing. So to become proficient, you have to practice at a sport, and chemistry is exactly the same. And come to class if you're on campus. <laughs>
0: That's something we've uh, yeah. we've heard a fair amount of in yeah. <laughs> our course of interviewing lecturers. It is very important for on-campus students, do not get into the habit of thinking, oh, I'll just miss this one lecture, I can watch it later. That is a very dangerous habit to slip into, and yes. it is deceptively uh, it is a deceptively detrimental to your Everything. university <laughs> prospects. Yeah. But
1: I'll, I'll just a little plug for first-year chemistry. We don't actually do lectures. All our lectures are pre-recorded, very nicely made little packages. So they're not recordings of live lectures where you can't hear anything and can't see anything and people are coughing and spluttering and the instructor's getting in the way. They're very well-developed, nice resources for learning the content. In class time, we work And we practice, and so you can ask me questions there on the spot. So coming to chemistry class, and I'm probably going to get in trouble for saying this because I'm not a big fan of lectures. I think they're (laughs) – I don't know, students fall asleep and don't learn much. Um, But if you come to my class, you will actually be doing something and using that time valuably.
0: Okay. So would you recommend students to um, watch the lectures before class?
1: That's the idea. Cool. It's what is known as a flipped classroom, but students should be aware you're not expected to know it before you turn up. Awesome. I would like them to have been exposed to the content, and then they come to class and then we, we work on it, and they can all work together and teach each other, and I'll teach them, and... And usually I bring chocolate. So.
0: And that's always a big plus. Well, there you go. Go to class, well, get some chocolate. kind of lollies
1: anyway. <laughs>
0: there you go. For those of you with sweet tooths doing Chem 110, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> So moving along a little bit, um, uh, what exactly, given that you know we have now going to talk a little bit about you as when you were a first-year student yourself, mm-hmm. what is one thing you wish that you had known, uh, I guess, what's one thing you wish you'd known when you started out? What's one thing that you could advise students on that are first starting now?
1: In terms of chemistry or uni No, just in general, general just uni life. So, and I'll, I do talk to the students about this. Probably one of the things I wish I knew when I started uni and just when I was a younger person was that... I thought everybody else had all their stuff together and I was just was the only one who didn't know what I was doing and then I found out that nobody knows what they're doing and it, yeah. and that that continues for your entire life we're Pretty all much. just kind yeah. of faking it um and and that's okay that's life that's normal so um, Everybody, everyone who you think's got their stuff together, they they probably don't. They probably don't. <laughs> and the sooner you own that and accept it, the easier it is to just say, "Well, I don't, I don't feel uncomfortable anymore that I'm confused or lost." And once you lose that anxiety about it, you can concentrate better and you can focus better um, if you're not worrying about those kinds of things. I wish someone had told me that. I probably wouldn't have believed them. <laughs> but that's, that's what I wish I'd known.
0: So what's one of the best things about your
1: job? I guess the teaching, the students. Um, So I love teaching, I mean, it's exhausting. I still haven't recovered from T2. And I had all of T3 to recover, (laughs) but obviously we've got to do other parts of our job. Um, But I love teaching, I love students, um, the interaction with students. I love what I learn from students. I, I so often learn different ways of thinking about things being around students on campus keeps you young. Um, And what I love generally about being an academic is that I learn a new thing every single day. Every day I come to work I learn something new. Sometimes it's things I don't really wanna know, maybe, (laughs) but always learning and and that's what we are trying to make is lifelong learners, people who are interested in learning their whole lives. And basically, I just get paid to learn stuff, so that's pretty good. That's awesome.
0: <laughs> I guess just on the flip side of that, however, what do you think the worst thing about your job is?
1: Well, <laughs> is the Vice Chancellor listening? <laughs> no. Um, it's the workload. Being an academic is, um, there's a lot of work to do, and I, in particular, I have quite high teaching load, and of course, I'm teaching chemistry in first year, so these it's very challenging. Um, and being an academic, so you've got that one side of you're learning different things all the time, yeah. but then I'm being an educator, I'm trying yeah. to be a scientist, I'm trying to be an administrator, I'm trying to learn how to edit videos. At the moment, I'm trying to learn how to program something so I can build adaptive adaptive questions for online students, so I'm coding. Uh, it, it's just, it's completely schizophrenic, and that can be quite stressful. Yeah. Understandable, Yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, so what's something that you're passionate about at the moment, whether it's your research or just something in general?
1: Um, oh, it's going to sound a bit loser, but I'm kind of passionate about my daughter's musical um, adventures that she's oh. having.
0: <laughs> what uh, Does she play an instrument? She does plays she the
1: violin and she sings, but Ooh. she's just... She just spent uh, two weeks in January at the Gondwana National Choral School in Sydney, which is quite exclusive. Yeah. Um, and she's just basically living my music dream because I have no talent. Um, so she's living, you're living she, through her. Yeah, I don't know how, but she was born <laughs> with all this amazing talent. And I just love, I love, we had the uh, Armada Youth Orchestra uh, music camp on the weekend and I'm the chair of that association. And just watching children make music and enjoy it is just... I just love it it's just so great
0: and shout out to uh, Erica's daughter congratulations (laughs) on your continued musical uh, talent wishing you all the best so um, just moving on a little bit um, given that obviously you do work in chemistry your uh, experience is chemistry what is something that everybody tends to think about what you teach chemistry or this particular unit that is completely misguided completely untrue
1: well, definitely people think it's harder than it is. Okay. So I'm not going to lie, chemistry is a challenging subject, but it's nowhere near as hard as most people think it is. And so their immediate mindset when they walk, before they even walk in the door is, this is hard, I'm not going to be able to do it, massive anxiety, massive yeah. panic, and you can't focus... When you're like that, so a lot of my job is actually just getting people to calm down and <laughs> oh. just say, you know, what is this question going to actually physically harm you? No, no, it is not. So let's. we hope do- not, anyway. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I might <laughs> whack you with it. No, I would never do that. I love my students. Um, <laughs> you but get yeah, smacked so. if you ask a stupid question. <laughs> and then, coupled to that, is the misconception that chemistry could can be a bit dull and boring and pointless whereas chemistry is actually central to absolutely everything and what i've found is once students get a bit of confidence um in themselves and their understanding they'll start going oh actually this is pretty interesting so it those two things are very intimately coupled together but yeah the conception that it's hard and boring um, and that a lot of that comes down to how it's taught i mean i had boring professors when i was a student and I'll just be like, oh, somebody shoot me. This is I all- It <laughs> makes so it a little
0: painful. bit. Uh, a, uh, without meaning to uh, denigrate those who choose to teach, a dull lecturer can make even the most exciting subject Boring. a sludge yeah. to get through. <laughs>
1: exactly. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, I mean, I can imagine it would be rather uh, detrimental to a student experience having a rather very monotonous, dull uh, lecturer. So, pleased that you're not like that.
1: I did have a student once in my student evaluation say that I was too much fun and they didn't like it and they preferred it to be boring. Okay, that student's wrong. That's just weird. I was like, that was the weirdest (laughs) comment I've ever had. But anyway, whatever. I'm not not (laughs) going
0: to stop. I suspect that student is very much in the minority. I think so. (laughs) You'd hope so, anyway.
1: So what would your dream research location be? (gasps) um, Dream research location. Well, being, I suppose, what I am, it would be in the middle of a room full of (laughs) supercomputers. Because basically I'm a... I'm the nerd, like I'm the nerd of the chemists. So like, chemists yeah. are nerds anyway. I'm kind of a nerd on top of nerd. You're the Uber nerd. <laughs> I'm the Uber nerd. But pretty much I love to travel, so my my other passion besides my daughter and her music is, is traveling. So I go overseas a couple of times a year. Not oh. associated with work. I just go on holiday. So well, now if I'm I could jealous. have like a mobile like works lab <laughs> yeah that would be and i could just do it anywhere that would be my ideal
0: oh that's oh can i <laughs> i i i empathize with your uh, love of traveling i have to say so just obviously building off that question is there something specifically besides chemistry that you nerd out on
1: um well yeah so traveling i nerd out on and and music and particularly classical music Ooh. Um, not necessarily just really old music but i love going to the symphony orchestra um, and any time I'm overseas, I'll go and see whatever local orchestra is, is playing. Um, so that's, that's they're probably my two passions, is, is music and, and travel, even awesome. though I'm a scientist. <laughs> <laughs> if I had the talent, I would probably be a musician, but I don't. So Science it is. <laughs> yeah. science it is. But I do love science. So the,
0: your daughter will be the musician and you're the scientist. I the, that's, yeah, that's she thinks plan.
1: science is dumb and boring. So Okay. <laughs>
0: Well, she's wrong. Um. Yeah, I, well, I'm,
1: I'm slowly working on her. She's figuring it out.
0: Well, let's hope so. <laughs> hmm. Let's see. So what weren't you good at when you were
1: first a student? Ah, so this is a very interesting question because what I was really, really bad at was chemistry.
0: Oh. Interesting. Yeah. Nice so. little reversal <laughs> of
1: uh. – First exam I ever failed in my life in was the year 11 um, mid-year chemistry exam. Yep. And Mm. I remember just going, this just doesn't even, I don't get this because I don't fail things. (laughs) And my year 11 report, which my mum dug out a couple of years ago, said that Erica struggles to understand even the most basic concepts of chemistry. (laughs) I came (laughs) like 70th out of 79 in the class. So there were a few worse than me and got like 38% in the exam. It was my worst subject in my HSC. And then I failed second year chemistry at uni. I had to do the whole year over again. Wow. Um, So... I can categorically say that chemistry was my worst subject at school and at uni.
0: Very much a reversal of fortunes as it were. Yeah. So I guess given that, how, what exactly inspired the switch to go into chemistry? Was it a well, desire to right the wrong?
1: Na- a little bit. I think there's some part of me that like I have to just prove to everybody that I can do things I think which is that kind of weird just don't worry about what other people think. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's just a personal perfectionism thing but the the area that I work in is obviously quite mathematically focused and I was always very good at maths, um, and I guess by the time I did my second year over again, um, I realised that I hated chemistry the least. <laughs> <Fair>. <laughs> and, and I had okay. discovered kind of the mathematical aspects of chemistry, and um, so I just I really kind of just drifted into it. Um, but then, um, and I the PhD was a chance to go and live in the states. Cool. Yeah, I'll, do, I'll do a PhD or whatever. I'll go and live over there, and studying uh, studying has taken me around the world. Um, and then when I started to – I've always taught chemistry, tutoring it, and that's, I think, where my real love for it, because that's when I started to really understand it and see how amazing the natural world is. And if you understand it on a chemical level, that's a very, very deep understanding of, of how the world works. So I think that's – so yeah, and just yeah, woke up one day and I was like, "Oh, I'm a chemist." It's a strange. Okay, fair enough. That's,
0: <laughs> this is my life it now. It wasn't
1: the plan, I can <laughs> tell you that.
0: <laughs> so I guess uh, before we move into the quick fire rounds, the quick fire questions. Um, the last question will be for anyone that might that might be interested in learning more about this from an academic or professional perspective. Do you have any sort of professional social media presence?
1: I am on Twitter, which is um, and it's it's my it's professional. I don't use Twitter for my personal life. Well, I don't really, I have no life. <laughs> <laughs> um, and my Twitter, what is it? Is it a handle? I don't even know. Yeah, handle. It's Erica J Smith One, so all okay. one word. Yeah, and then I am on Facebook. My Facebook's more my personal. Yeah, of course. Because um, I've got friends all over the world, so that's how I keep in touch with them. And I haven't gone down the Insta road yet. Just not <laughs> sure if I'm ready for that because I'm yeah. so old. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and i never take pictures of anything so i was going to yeah
0: <laughs> i going to say i've got a 78 year old grandmother on instagram so it oh, really? <laughs> certainly isn't a
1: well i barely <laughs> have time to look at my twitter profile so i but i, I just use it cuz i follow people and so i just see what's yeah. going on professionally of course. around the world yeah which is which is useful but i probably should use it more cuz it is it is good for getting things out there
0: yeah So I guess the first of our quick little uh, interesting little personal questions will be, do you have a favourite song?
1: I don't really know. I just love everything. (laughs) Fair enough. Certainly an easy person to please musically then. Probably Mozart's Requiem Mass, but it's not really a song. (laughs) It's it's music. It's music. It's good (laughs) enough. Um, What's
0: your favourite time of the day?
1: Oh, can I say wine o'clock? Oh, so I was uh, yeah. like, okay, this may this <laughs> is going to sound awful. For
0: this is sounds awful. I thought you were going to say something to do with wine, and <laughs> <laughs> just because it seems like the kind of sort of fun person that just enjoys the idea of being able to relax at the end of the day yeah, with a glass of maybe,
1: wine. I sit down and watch some rubbish TV with my daughter, like Survivor or something, and we laugh I and think joke that's what and, everyone basically and yeah, basically does. and we just have <laughs> that's our time together. Yeah.
0: I am genuinely surprised that wine o'clock has not been said more often. I thought that would have been a favorite. Yeah, people a are lot just lying. No, of course. That's I just don't want to they say it. Be
1: professional. <laughs> Although yesterday it was margarita o'clock, I must say.
0: <laughs> there you go, fancying up a little bit. Um, okay, so obviously, you're, apart from your daughter's music, is there anything you're particularly listening to at the moment—music or audiobooks or podcasts? Is there anything that sort of caught your attention?
1: Um, no, because I tend to—I get home from work, I'm exhausted. Um, we watch our rubbish Survivor or whatever we watch, and then and then when my daughter goes to bed, I'll usually watch half an episode of some crime. Film, Nordic Noir, dead people everywhere (laughs) And then I get into bed and I read half a page of whatever book I'm reading Then I pass out So I just listen to the radio mostly So whatever's whatever's going on the radio I listen to
0: (laughs) That's the best summation of crime shows (laughs) I've ever heard in my life (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Okie dokie. Um, if you had the chance to go to Mars, would you go?
1: Oh, I probably would because yeah. I'm a scientist. You couldn't but resist it. I couldn't resist it, but I'm I'm also quite a lefty, so I get a bit upset about the amount of money that's spent on space exploration when yeah. the planet itself is
0: on pretty – ch- yeah, yeah, so
1: I'm like, well, oh, hey, no let's think. go and treasure another planet, so yeah. – Mm. I would be, I would be torn about that one.
0: I was gonna say, so there's a reason we've not been contacted by aliens yet. Yeah, no, <laughs> we
1: don't want to go there. That's probably there he is. It.
0: So look what they're doing to our pl- to our country. We don't want them to do it to our planet. No. Okie dokie. So um, Erica, thank you so much for having oh, a conversation with us. It's been uh, hilarious <laughs> and very informative too and I'm hoping that um, chemistry students potentially starting out chemistry students will feel a lot more, a little more at ease with what they can expect in the next coming months. Yeah.
1: Don't be nervous, my little darlings. Don't be nervous <laughs> I'll look and, after you. <laughs> and don't don't be afraid to ask questions exactly, either. Exactly.
0: Yep. And of course anyone that wants to learn more about Erica's profession and professional interest, uh, she could be found on Twitter at EricaJSmith1. Yep. That would be her Twitter handle. So um, again, we just want to say thank you from kim myself and all of us here at tune uh for coming in and sharing your expertise with us thank you for having me much appreciated so we're going to play you out with eye of the tiger by survivor here on tune fm (laughs) 106.9 you're listening to student powered radio we will be right back